0: And I'm going to say we are going to continue as far as what I believe that God has for us uh, because of Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to read again the first 10 verses in, in John, the first chapter. And then we're going to really, God wants us, and I believe this, and I'm going to trust God with you. We'll all trust them together. Amen? Amen. And uh, for, uh, for chapter 2, 1 and 2, and again, just how those really, really, and I'm, and I'm thankful for chapter and verses. They, God, the God, the Holy Spirit, used them to put the, the word in me to actually know where they are, and he continues to do so by grace. Uh, but just how truthfully they do belong. Those first two verses in, in chapter 2 of 1 John belong in chapter 1. They are all part of it. And I'll just read it. And then we can uh, get into it this morning. Uh, verse, uh, verse 1 of, of First John chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we've seen, we've seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. What an amazing thing! I stopped there this morning, and I'll continue to read. But I stopped there this morning. Get, just get a concordance and look up the word "witnesses" in the New Testament. Witnesses, because us in Christ, when we're walking properly, that's who we are in this world. So we're in the world for for again. God is God through Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that written word that the Holy Spirit takes and makes the living word in our experience. He's training us to reign for all eternity. But while that happens, and while that's going on, he has us in the world. You ever wonder, why am I still here? Well, he's, he's conforming us in Romans 8 verse 29 to the image of Christ, Romans 8, 28 and 29. He's conforming us to the image of Christ. That goes into Revelations 2 verse 17. And we are to be his witnesses. And he's conforming us. And while we're here, we're to be his witnesses. And he's forming us and training us to reign for all eternity. That's why we're here. That's why we're in each place where we are. But look up that word witnesses. I did this morning. I wrote a bunch of them down. Won't quote them here because we, I believe God has so much for us. Just get a concordance and start really, start really. As, as you can see, even in Acts. And the reason I say Acts is because by the time you get to Acts, the second chapter, you, you will see uh, that that's when the church began. The church did not begin until Acts, the second chapter, us, the church, and, and wasn't begin, uh, beginning to be formed until then, because Christ had to be crucified, Right? He had to go down. His body, he never went into hell. So when it says, you, you keep my soul from hell, really hell there is the grave. It's Hades. It's not hell. And that's why it says, you will never allow me to see corruption. You see that again in Psalm 16, and you can look at verses 8 through 11. He doesn't leave his body. He didn't leave his body in, in the grave to, to be corrupted. That okay. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested. That's what he's doing this morning. The life was manifest to all of us. And we have seen it and bear witness. See, you're a witness when it's been manifested to you. The truth is it's our position. Yes. But is it being manifested in our experience so that we become a witness to ourselves (laughs) through the Holy Spirit because he's he's the one that takes the things of Christ in John 16, 13 and 14 and in our experience causes us to be witnesses with him. This is amazing when we think about it. And we all have the Holy Spirit. But again, the Holy Spirit could not be sent down until Christ was crucified, rose and then ascended and sent down the Holy Spirit That's the uh, other comforter other than himself in John 14, 16. That's the Holy Spirit in verse 17 who was with them in Christ until he was crucified. Now he said, future, he'll be in you. Okay, and that's when it happened in Acts the second chapter. And this is why it's so very very necessary to understand as much as a lot of Christians today and have taught not to like that word dispensational. It's just true. These, these are dispensational truths. There were certain times where God operated in certain time periods where it's not the same in others. <laughs> but it was the same one who was doing the work. So, for the life was manifested, we've seen it in 1 John 1, verse 2, and be a witness. Where's witnesses? And show unto you that eternal life. That's experience. Can't show anybody that unless the Holy Spirit has witnessed to us. And the only way he can do that in our experience is when we're yoked up to Jesus in Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30, because then he takes the things of Christ, when we're yoked up to him, not far from him, and begins to show them unto us. And this is all proper image, proper identity, and that's what it means to be a proper witness and we'll go into uh, other things, uh, other scriptures about that. So, with, and, and uh, bear witness and show unto you which was with the Father, <laughs> which always is, was in terms of putting on his humanity, but always is and never left the bosom of the Father, which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. And I, I just want to say, these are my favorite times right here when we get together and it's the Word of God. These are my most favorite times, and, and you know whose favorite time it is too? It's Christ's. In Matthew 18, 20, he said, we're two or more gathered together in my name, and that means his nature. His nature is being expressed, the facts of the word of God, of who we are in Christ, and we're learning that. That's his favorite, and that's ours, and what that means is, yes, we can get together, and have times where we experience joy in our emotions, but we can't trust the emotions. We can't. Even good ones, because they'll change, as we've said in a heartbeat, to bad ones in a moment. But yet the facts of the word of God, the foundational truths of our proper identity and image, don't change, okay? So don't make your emotions your favorite thing. Or favorite time to be with others. It's the Word of God that we have because that doesn't change, even listen, our emotions will. Do our joys change? Yes. But does the peace that we have with Christ ever change? Never. Never. So don't build your life on your emotions because if you do, you'll be led by them and you will be looking to others to fulfill. Your emotions while you yourself miss experiential truth in Christ. And that's what it means to grow up. Honestly. Honestly. And we're and we're gonna see it this morning. We're all growing up. We're we're gonna see no matter what age we are, we're his children. Okay. But he's gonna take us, he wants to take us in terms of dependence out of the emotions, okay, the emotions, okay, because they aren't the true indicator of who you are, because they're in effect. How about staying on the facts of the Word of God that are unchangeable? That means no matter where you are, You can still be alone and have a great depth of fellowship with Christ. But if it's not on the facts, the unchangeable facts, listen, that don't have a thing to do with our emotions, then it will be your emotions that will lead you to go and do every single thing you do and every single thing that I do. Listen, this is the best time of your life and mine is receiving the word of God that does not change. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away. My word will not pass away. Psalm 119, uh, verse 11, I've hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And that's how a man or woman cleanses their way in Psalm 119, verse 9. It's not based upon our emotions. Stop being led by your emotions. We walk by faith, dependence on the word that doesn't change, okay, and not by sight, and that's emotions in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Now, I'm going to tell you another thing. If you go by your emotions, good even, and you desire to be with others, you will make them more important than the rest of the body of Christ. Did I I make, is God making that crystal clear to us? Listen, we don't have favorites in the body of Christ. We're one. Because if you have a favorite, you... Okay, you, you're not one in your experience with the body of Christ, you're making someone more important and you're relying on them to make you feel good. That's not fellowship. I'm gonna make that crystal clear this morning. These, this is my favorite time with you folks. Without a doubt, there is no question about it. So, none this everything we're reading here has nothing to do with emotions. If I went by my emotions, would I be a proper witness? No, because they can be bad in a heartbeat. You know what our emotions are? That's the roller coaster ride that most Christians are on. And they become the indicator and content of what they believe their image is before God. Up and down, up one minute, down the next. Listen, put away these childish things. Get instructed. Get taught the Word of God. Those are the best times in your life and in my life. Nothing can compare with it. Okay? And even the facts of the Word of God will always teach me, yes, you feel good about this, but it's not based upon anyone or anything other than the Word of Christ in your experience. This is wonderful truth. Wonderful counsel. Again, for the life Was manifested. We've seen it and bear witness and show it unto you. And was manifested unto us, you know, which was with the Father. That which we have seen and heard, declare we. Now, if I haven't seen it in my experience, because I don't even know my position, okay, can I declare it? No. I can't even declare it. So I'm going to declare what fellowship is based upon emotions, based upon the people that make me feel the best. What's that? It's comparison. That's what it enters into, guys. There's where you have your favorites. I'm not saying we don't have, at times, special people in our life. But if they're special, it's because they were giving you the word and pointing you to Christ. Period. Period. Okay? Don't serve up yourself through your emotions to someone else's because all that becomes is an approbation lust. I'm coming to you because I need you to make me feel good in my emotions so I can feel good about myself. Not true. Not biblical. And it's not on a foundation. Because if you build your house, and the types are brought out in Matthew the 7th chapter, verses 24 to 27... If you build your house on sand, what's that? The emotions. They will be up one minute, down the next. They'll shift and change all over the place. Your fellowship and my fellowship with Christ personally and with each other is based upon the word. It's immovable, unchangeable, and limitless. <laughs> and it doesn't limit others in our life that become our favorites, because then you're a respecter of persons. <laughs> I'm just being very honest right now with beautiful, beautiful, beautiful truth for all of us. That which we have seen and heard declare unto you, that you also may have fellowship with us. Is our fellowship based upon our feelings or our emotions, good or bad? Answer, no, no. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father. So, is, is the Father and Jesus Christ here, his Son, limited to my emotions? Does it change the fact of who he is and who he's made me to be in Christ in my position? No. But if I go by emotions, it will, in my experience, right? Right? And don't think the enemy doesn't want to use those. In 1 John 5.18b, 5.18, it says, the wicked one touches us not. That's position. But don't think he won't go after that experience. You know how many Christians chase and run all over the place based upon, they're in Christ, but based upon their emotions? And they need this high, (laughs) you know? They need a high. They need this spiritual high. And you know what? You know how long that lasts? Go ahead, leave that person that you're relying on. Go by yourself now. Then where? what are your emotions? Because if they're bad, you have bad thoughts. And you're looking to someone else to fulfill in you what only Christ has for you in your experience. And you're making someone else to become your authority. Because God forbid that person should ever hurt you. That's what we we base a lot of our fellowship on in in a local assembly. Who heard us and who didn't? Who makes me feel the best? Where's that in the Bible? It's nowhere. Nowhere at all. You'll end up short. (laughs) Nowhere at all, sorry. Okay, now, verse 4. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Joy comes from Christ, individually, experientially, and intimately, and nobody can replace that. That's right. No one can replace Christ in you, so don't bother, because if you're going to them based on your emotions, you will not have fellowship. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. What makes joy full? Love. Now that joy can change, but does my peace. You know what happens a lot of times? We determine what our, our even what our peace is based upon our experiences. Listen, it's not based upon that. Okay, we have peace with God. Christ is our peace, Ephesians 2 verse 14. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind, listen, is stayed upon him because he trusts in him, not others. That's Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Your trust is to be in God in your own individual intimate relationship with him in this exchange of the fellowship of the life that he is in you and that you are in him. (laughs) Then you have an exchange. Then you become a joint that supplies, right? This, This then is the message. What's the whole message? Which we have heard declare unto you that God is what? Light. And in him is no darkness at all. Can I have dark emotions at times? And be in Christ, can I have dark emotions? Why? Because my thoughts aren't right. Who is my thought? Well, who's God's full thought? Isn't it Christ? It is. It is. And I only pray that those, if you still continue to go to others based upon emotions, my only prayer is, Father, those that those go to To build them up in their emotions, I pray that they would turn you and turn that individual to Christ so that they can have proper fellowship. That would be my prayer for me and for every single person here. And that here's this because it's all for us. In him is light and in is no darkness. That's individual, period, period. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. Okay, that's teaching. Nobody can replace Christ in your life. And until he is, you don't have fellowship. That's right. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, no sin nature, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Again, it's our sins, all those that are in Christ. We're going to see again this morning. And I will show you, I have a, you know, and I'm not showing off. or being a big hero. I have a Greek New Testament and I can show you where certain things aren't. You can go to any Greek manuscript and see it. If we confess our sins, he's what? Faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You see, his justice and his love, never being separated, working perfectly, based upon our position in Christ, working into our experience. Into into our experience, right? And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, if we say we have not sinned, This is even worse. We make him a liar. It's one thing to be deceived by saying you don't think you have a sin nature. It's another thing to say that you haven't sinned, meaning you don't need an advocate. We'll see this. You don't need the righteousness that only Christ is in us. And again, if you want to have right emotions, you need to be adjusted and taught. That's why the teaching of the word is the best thing in your life and in mine. That will even cause you to pray the right way even when you get together. Because it will be around Christ and not around certain individuals, you relying on their emotions to make your emotions feel good. That is not fellowship if it's that, okay? Again, doesn't change the love that, that God is and God has for us in our position, but it really, really causes us to struggle in our experience. Okay? Now, if we say that we have not sinned, we make them a liar. I don't know where that comes from, right? The Father of all lies in John 8 44, where it started in Genesis chapter 3, 1 through 6. And his word is not in us. That's experience for the believer. Okay, now, we're going to get to these verses and, and see what God has. Okay, my little children, this is chapter 2, where they say chapter 2, 1 and 2, which is definitely a part of, of chapter 1, if we want to say chapter and verses. By the way, there are no chapter and verses in the original. But I am thankful that some guy did this way back when, and we can talk about that another time, to really help us. But we still need a little extra help that only God can give us. Only he can help us, folks. Only he can help me and only he can help us. He says, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, who's any man? Where's the context? Believers. Those that are, yes, yes, exactly. Believers, those that are in Christ. If any man sin, we, who's the we, again, all in Christ, have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is a propitiation for our sins, and listen to the way I'm going to say it, and not for our sins only, but also for the whole world. Anywhere you see anything else before those words, like for, where it says the sins of, is not biblical. Cross it out. I will show you here, and here it is. I am just telling you right now, this is the Greek New Testament. It's all Greek to me. (laughs) Okay? And I am saying, I want to make this clear, I am in no way a Greek scholar. I don't believe there's any. I am not a Greek scholar. There's none outside of Christ who gives people to help us with these things. But I know enough to read this Greek. I am not a scholar, but I know enough to read these things. And it is not here. Okay? It is not here in 1 John 2, verse 2. It literally says that. Right here. And if you want to know what I can read from, you can look it up online and you can get it. Okay? Alright? This is the fourth revised edition of the Greek New Testament. It's called the fourth revised edition. And it's by, and it names a bunch of people that God used Okay, to do this, but that's what it is in the Greek New Testament. It's not in there. Now, but he is, and he is the propitiation for our sins. Again, because when we understand propitiation, first it was foremost dealing with the sin question. I love, I have fellowship with so many men of God. I have fellowship with certain individuals, honestly, throughout the week that I converse back and forth with that are in Maine, California. Maryland, Florida, and all kinds of different places. I fellowship with him during the week. And one of them even posted, and he did it beautifully, and he was battling the lie of Calvinism, which teaches that despite, uh, uh, without anything to do with man's will, he will apportion certain others to go to hell and certain others to go to heaven. Rega- their will is not involved. And in that sense, that is a lie. But in the sense that he paid for the sins of the whole world, that's a lie too. (laughs) It's just, I think, not being taught properly. Because I lived in that for for quite a long time. But it's very necessary for us to understand, because it would do away with a lot of other false teaching that is based upon that. For instance, universalism. Everybody's going to get out sooner or later. But that's against the finished work of Christ that he accomplished on on the cross of Calvary. Now, I liked what I read this morning and I thought it was very, very sweet. I thought it was because there are Christians really that honestly believe that that they don't sin anymore. They don't operate in sins. Right, they, that they just don't operate in sins anymore. Right. So in other words, they don't need any more forgiveness the rest of their life. Their whole life, they don't need to have to be reaffirmed, refocused through only forgiveness in their growth and their experience by the love of God. See, listen, honestly, this is why we need to concentrate. This is why we need to be prepared even before we come here. I mean it too. Because honestly, we're not in Sunday school. God's given us the Word as adults. And that's why it's so necessary to be prepared even before we come. It's very, very necessary. Very necessary. And that would start with a lot of us uh, in the Word of God, like for all of us. Every single one of us. But there are those that would, would think that. And... One example that I found was very, very sweet, and it really ministered to me. And it was about this father, it was about this father, and the mother and father were going to go away on a trip, and they left the little girl with other parents, with, other, with another mother and father to watch after her. It was just it was this little girl. And there were four little boys that this guy, this father had that she was staying with in this family while her mother and father were away. And this is what she told her dad. Daddy, there are four little boys at that house where I've been staying. After she came back, you know, she said, Daddy, you know, there were four little boys there. And he said, yeah, I, said, yeah, I knew that, yeah. And then the little girl said, Daddy, they have family worship there every night. Boy, let's stop there, huh? Whoa. That's good, right? And it's said to edify us, not to condemn us, because there's no condemnation in Christ. In Romans 8, verse 1, but plenty of loving conviction. Right? They have family, Daddy, they have family worship every night. Father says, I'm glad to hear that. Daddy, every night... Their father prays for those four little boys. Whew. We can stop there, and that's beautiful. And then he said to her, honey, that's very nice. And then she said, he prays, daddy, that God will make them good boys and that they won't do anything naughty, said the little daughter to the father. And the, and the father said, honey, that's nice. And she was silent for a a moment. Just this little girl, she was silent for a moment. And she said, but daddy, he, God hasn't done that yet. (laughs) There's still bad little boys. They're still bad. And there are a lot of people, a lot of Christians, and we can do it at times, where we're praying that God will make us good, little boys and girls. Make us good, little boys and girls. That God will make us holy. And that our lives will be lives of victory. Who wants that, right? Victory. But I'm afraid that many of us have to confess we true in our experience, not in our position, but in our experience, God hasn't done it yet. God made that very sweet to me this morning, honestly. And in tears I said, I'm one of them, God. I'm one of them. That's who I am. I'm one of them. God hasn't done it yet. But thank God for the truth of sanctification. He's, God is doing in us, in our experience, what he already worked out about us in Christ and our position in him. That was his full thought in eternity. And that's why the word in John 1, 1, Christ, had to put on humanity in John 1, verse 14. He had to put that on and, and to be with us and to identify, to identify He put on humanity, God, put on humanity, not only finishing everything about it, so that he could continue to identify with us. That even goes into his intercession. Because, by the way, God is in a human body in heaven, the right hand of the Father interceding for us. All his little boys and all his little girls. You know, we, we have to recognize and admit the fact, Yeah, you know, I do sin. I do fail. By the way, I don't believe in the mistakes. A mistake, if you even see me saying it, if you see me in in, in any writing where it says mistake, I mean it's sin. (laughs) Because I mistook something that wasn't true about who I was. Okay? But we have to admit that. You know at times, and I know my heart, is, is nearly broken by, by my failures. Yeah. Yeah. How I failed him. I mean, almost every morning I, I'm like, oh God. You reveal this into to me. God, how could I do that? You've given me all this constantly. How could I do that, God? I can't even imagine. And I love you. And I'm working in you. But only I can work in you. But only I worked out about you. That's why fellowship, the word, is extremely necessary. Amen, brother. Amen. This should be, if it's not, your most favorite time to be with people. Being taught. I want to make it crystal clear for you. I'm going to tell you why. Because I love you. That's why. That's why. Right? Well... So what about the sins, then, of believers? Well, when it says in 1 John 2, 1, my little children, these things I write unto you that that you sin not, okay? In the first place, listen, in the first place, listen to what this, and I'm going to tell you how God brought it out to me this morning as his little child. In the first place, believers should not sin. That's what it's saying, you shouldn't. Do we have to? Do we have to sin? Nope. Do we have to worry? Nope. Do we have to live in unbelief? Nope. Do we have to murmur and complain about everything in Philippians 2.14? Nope. We choose to. Because the will, our free will, is not operating in the freedom of Christ, listen to this, who has, in the first place, he is first place. Christ himself is first place, he has preeminence. That's Colossians 1.18. He's God in humanity, but he's God. He has first place. And if he does, he, if he who is first place, by the way, and, I, and God said this from now on, this is the new definition. Not only does my son have first place by virtue of who he is, he is first place. Whoa, I went, wow, and I wrote it right in here. Yeah. I wrote it right down. And every place that he truly has, in my experience, every place, that's the place I won't sin. That's right. But when I'm not in my proper place, my proper image, my proper identity, Okay, that and again, with emotions, looking for someone else to tell me that, and it's not based upon feelings. Listen, I, you should be encouraged. You should be, you should be. But the first most important thing about you and should be your best, most favorite place is to be taught the Word of God. Because even the people that you're going to to feel good may have been taught by others (laughs) a long time ago. That's not to anyone's credit but Christ's. But I want to make that clear too, crystal, crystal and some of the ones that you will go to, and I've never said I am anyone's pastor ever, but ask them who their pastor is, and that means their pastor teacher. It's very key, by the way, so that you don't make a person more favorite than even Christ is in your experience. This is, this is very key in counsel. now. So we won't sin. Where do we start to sin? When the will's not submitted to Christ, in James 4:7, submit yourself, therefore, to God, then you'll resist the devil who constantly tempts us. And he can only tempt us when we function. He tries to get us to, to function in the flesh, flesh, so that he can gain control of the experience and condemn us who are in Christ in opposition position in Romans 8:1. Where does it start with the will? Well, the will's not submitted to Christ. He he doesn't become my full thought. I start thinking other thoughts. Then I start speaking other words because words are a vehicle for thought. And then I start doing things, going places and doing things. You know, honestly, every one of us, starting with me and all of us here and anyone that's listening to us, we're in this place because he's teaching us to grow up. In Christ. Okay? You don't grow up in one another. You have fellowship with one another, but you only grow up in your own individuality in Christ because then you're a joint that supplies and you're not just running around empty looking for a supply. Yes, we need that at times, but again, that person that you go to will point you to Christ if you desire and if they desire fellowship that's based upon Christ alone with you. So, look at what he says. And if any man, these things I write, that you don't, you, don't, you don't sin. Now, if any man sin, thank God, we have an advocate, right? We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Is our right, what is our righteousness based upon? Christ himself. That's 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 30 versus Isaiah 64 and verse 6. We either have the robe that Christ is on us in Ephesians 4.20-24 20 and that has to do with position and experience being equal or we have on the, the robes of the rags of self-righteousness. Thank God, even when he was speaking to Israel in terms of their Messiah during, during uh, millennial reign you, have, you will put on finally robes of righteousness 61.10 of Isaiah. That's for Israel but for us we put on Christ. We put him on, where? Well, if we couldn't put him on in our experience if it wasn't my true position, if they truly weren't who I was. That goes again into Revelations 3 verse 5 and scores of other scriptures. We begin to walk with him in white, these glistening robes. Jesus Christ the righteous. The word translated here, little, Okay, is literally children, or it's best said, right? Dear children. There's, there's two words for children: there's techna, technia, little ones. And in that sense, we all are that. But then we grow, and when we grow up into Him, we become weos. H U I O S. We begin to be, now grow up and be matured in Him, in Christ. Okay? Gosh, No one can replace your individual fellowship with Christ. It's not designed to do so. I'm going to make that clear too, by the way. Because otherwise, again, it's just emotions. We all have them. We can all function in them. But here's the counsel from God's word for us. And, I, and it's, it's extremely specific this morning. Dear children. When it says, and that's what it's saying. Dearly loved children. You see that in Ephesians 5 verse 1 and continue to walk in that as a child in 5-2. Because this, when it says, Dear children, my children, it has no, no original word. This it's very original here it has no reference to age, no matter what. <laughs> so John's talking about himself. Now, in a local assembly in 1 John 2, 12-14, to there are periods of growth and places where we occupy as babes, babes what does a babe go by a babe seriously what does a babe go by even a spirit what do they go by emotions. their emotions can we act that way any of us yes no matter what age we yes but do you want to stay a babe no do you want to stay a babe no no then there's young men and women They're starting to mature and grow up and have a proper relationship with Christ based upon individual fellowship. Now when they come to others, it's fellowship. They have Christ between them because Christ is in each vessel. And there's an exchange of a Christ life. Very individual, you see? And no one else can replace him. He's irreplaceable in us. So no matter what age or size we're all his children, it literally means born ones. My dear little born one's little children, (laughs) who are born into God's family, these things that I write unto you, that you should not be sinning. It's not the normal Christian life. It's not for any of us. It is then, listen, the desire, listen to this one, who fulfilled every desire of God the Father, do we understand Psalm 37, verse 4? Delight yourself in the Lord. Does it say someone else? You're going to derive your, de- your delight somebody else? Boy, they're special, aren't they? Delight yourself in the Lord. Then he'll, he, listen to what it says, he will give you the desires of your heart. Listen, it is, it is the desire and the will of God for his children that we should not be sinning. And can emotions lead to that? Good, yeah. Bad, uh oh, now I gotta do something. I know I shouldn't do it, but my God, I can't stand where I am in my emotions. So I gotta go do something. I know I shouldn't do it, but I'm gonna do it. And then I'm gonna ask God to forgive me, and it's gonna be this roller coaster life. All based on the emotions. It's sand. Again, Matthew 7 24. To 27. Sand. Building your life on your emotions. Ah. God, if I don't have this person, boom. Ah. Oh, I hear this thrilling thing's going to go on. Roller coaster ride. God forbid. God has redeemed us to himself, not only to take us to heaven. That's what just some believers settle for. I can't wait. Believers, when they live in their emotions, they say, I can't wait to go be with him. What? He, who is he now? Where is he now? I mean, isn't he your everything now? Don't you find your everything, and don't I find my everything in him? By the way, Colossians 3.11, he is all and in all. In Christ, because that context is those that, are, again, are in Christ in Colossians 3. You can start at verse 1 and go to 11. But you can see in three five what what is necessary to mortify the deeds of the flesh, render them useless, render even the good emotions useless if they keep me from coming to hear the word of God. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I don't need it. I have good emotions. Yeah. Okay. Open your little <laughs> devotional, and you and God can have a little tea together. He's redeemed us to himself, not only what, to take us to heaven, but that we should be the praise of, listen, his glory in us individually in this world as a witness. So that means that our life, everything's about us, right? You live in your emotions, that's what it's going to be. I live in my emotions, everything's about me. I'm going to choose who makes me feel better. I'm going to do and go where everything's going to make me feel better. That's right. If I don't feel good, I can go. I can go to the outlets and have a thrill and shop and have retail therapy. That'll make me feel good. But yeah, the only thing is I got to go home. Then I got to lay down at night. And then what? Yeah. What are the, What is the thoughts? Yeah. Are they bad? You got bad emotions. No wonder it says, read Psalm 127. Even as young folks, get your proper sleep. Get your proper sleep so that you can be prepared when you come and don't let any anything interfere because if something or someone interferes with your proper sleep so that you can come and hear the word properly, you shouldn't belong there. Not that you don't love the folk that you're with. Maybe it's folks. Where's witnesses? Listen, think about this. Is Christ our life? Colossians 3 verse 4, is he? Are we in him? Read the book of Ephesians. Approximately, and I could be wrong in the number, 86 times we're in him. That's position. Is he in my experience? Is my experience the equal of my position? Because when it is, he's glorified, and guess what I am, blessed. When he's not glorified my experience, I'm not blessed. So who do I go to to fill that if it isn't Christ? I don't care who you go to i hope and pray that you fellowship around christ it's not just talking about what you went through where you went that's not fellowship guys what you did the bad night that you had all these that is not fellowship okay it's not christ is your life you're trying to live in a wrong experience and trying to exist apart from him. You know, in our experience, we only exist apart from the life that Christ is in us. And it's based on a lie, okay? It's based on a lie. Listen, everything about our life is Christ, did you know that? Because he's taken care of everything. He crucified the old Romans six, one through six, paid for all our sins, removed them as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 103, verse 12, doesn't look upon us in sin, Job 36, verse 7, he never removes his eye from the righteous because his view and his eye is Christ, and that's who we are in him. He doesn't look upon iniquity. Isaiah 43, 25, 44, 22, Hebrews 10, 17, and, and Hebrews 8, verse 12. He doesn't look upon it. Yeah, but what am I looking upon if it isn't Christ? And if it isn't in my individuality, is it fellowship? You can't have fellowship with another believer unless you have fellowship with Christ first in your own individuality. That's right. Then, you, then if you don't, you're gonna to try to make them be something which they can't be even in themselves, and you rely on them to do it for you. That's emotions, guys. That's mine, that's yours apart from Christ. Okay, so who are we? What are we supposed to be here now that he's taken care? Has he taken care of our whole eternity? How many believe that? Huh? Oh, he skipped time? He's not the same, and we're not the same in who we are in Christ in eternity and in time? Huh. So what will the enemy even use to keep us in our emotions? Time periods. But he knows he can take advantage. Okay, that's right. Give no place to the devil, Ephesians 4.27. And let me tell you something. He can use those emotions he can, they are no indicator of who you are in Christ. They can be a proper effect when the thoughts are right, but it's not any other than that perfect order, and that's what God does, 1 Corinthians 14, 40, does all things decently and in order, and that keeps out confusion in 1 Corinthians 14, I get confused, Did you ever get confused by your emotions? Good one minute, bad the next. Huh? Is Christ my everything, is he my life, is he? Yes, he is. Are we, are we to be his witnesses? Yeah. What does God witness in us apart from Christ? Nothing. What should we? Because there isn't anything. That's right. he's, he's paid for the sins, crucified the old, dealt with the whole eternal future. Right? Then also, what it you think our life is just about us? Do you think with us and in us and through us, everything that Christ has done, he's teaching angels? unfallen, fallen too, but unfallen. He's teaching the lying bastard Satan, see, these are dust in Genesis 2-7. But when they submit to me, look at how they rain. Pieces of dust and you, liar, fell with nothing outward to tempt you. And then you went away and then you started slandering the character of God to other angels, just like Christians do to others when they don't function in Christ. God forbid, right? And look at them. I'm going to close with this. We are his witnesses. Our life has to do with Christ, and if it has to do with Christ, listen, he's the answer to the whole angelic conflict. Well, let me tell you, he came here because, listen, he came here because he loved us. And in that love for us as humans, and that's why in Hebrews 2, 9 to 18, he didn't take on the form of angels. He took on the form of men. He was the lamb in Revelation thirteen eight, slain before the foundation of the world. Did you know that that was his first and foremost thought even before the angelic conflict? That's right. Oh, my God. Okay, and I'll read this. This is First Peter, chapter one, verse eleven. It says this: "Dearly beloved, there's that little children again. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how spiritually mature you are, and hopefully we all are growing, right? I beseech you, as strangers and pilgrims, what should what should be st- everything strange to us, the whole world system, everything about it, and pilgrims that just passing through. They're on the, they're on a journey." to another land where it's called freedom, where it's called face-to-face with him. In 1 Corinthians 13, 12, abstain from fleshly lusts. Can the enemy use our emotions, bad emotions, to infiltrate and get us to go towards those fleshly lusts? Yes. Yes. And which war against the soul. He has us in the self-consciousness with those lusts to war against us in Christ, to destroy our experience. He can't touch our position. He can come as a thief to steal, kill, and destroy the experience in John 10, 10, right? Which, which war against the soul. Look at what it says in verse 12, and this is where we're going to start. Having your conversation, conversation speaks of your whole citizenship, your whole life is Christ, and whatever comes out of your mouth, you're ministering grace and not corruption. In Ephesians 4, verse 29, Have your whole conversation, your whole lifestyle honest among all the Gentiles, all the unsaved and Christians, by the way, that whereas they speak against you as evildoers, when someone speaks against me as an evildoer, should I battle them or should I just function in Christ and not even get involved with it? You may have to deal with certain things and we've dealt with that. Like if you have an issue with a person, you don't go to anyone else but God and that person. Okay. Now, Whereas that they speak evil against you as evildoers, that they might, they by your good works, whose works are they being worked into us? Read Ephesians 2, 8-10. to 10. They're his good good works that he's working into us in our experience that flow from our position when our will submitted to him. They by your good works, Christ manifested in you as a witness, which they will behold, okay, which they, I'm, I'm reading 2, 11 to 12, which they will behold glorify God in the day of visitation. What am I saying? And that was 1 Peter 2, 11 through uh, 12. But here it is. Here's First Peter 1, 12, right? Verse 11 says, Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ was in them did signify. My life is signifying something. It's spelling out someone. Hopefully it's Christ. When it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. So we're on our way to glory should there not be suffering. We've gone over that by the grace of God many times. Listen. Unto whom it was revealed, verse 12, that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel Unto you with the Holy Spirit sent down, that's us now, the church, from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Your life and my life is a witness to not only the unsaved, but to all the angels, as real, as as invisible as they are, as real as they are. It's teaching unfallen and fallen angels things that they don't know apart from their Creator, Christ in his pre-incarnate state, who now made us one with him. Our life has far more to do with just little us. It is so incredible when we thank you, Father, for this truth, we love you, we thank you that we're in Christ. We thank you that we don't have to do sin, but when we do as your little children, we can come to Christ, he's our advocate. He always represents us in the finished work reality And that's why God's eye never removes, in Job 36, 7, from the righteous, those that are in Christ. Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. And Father, thank you for your loving counsel for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen.